Welcome to another episode of the CrushCast. Today we have Brian Sharkey. What a 2020 for Brian Sharkey. Now, Brian started with Equitable in 1985, 36 years ago. He has 36 consecutive NLCs. Last year, he led the United States, the number one equitable advisor in the country. And this seems impossible. He had Hallmark 18, 19, and 20 last year. Brian, welcome and congratulations. Thanks, Jim. It's, it, it's great to be here. Real honor, pr privilege to be a part of this with you. Uh, reflecting back on last year, what a year for you. And in a year with all the challenges that we experienced, how did that come together? Well, you know, it really was just a combination of a, a lot of things, not the least of which was good fortune, uh, which is kind of funny to say, given what happened last year with COVID. And, you know, I, I, I view it as not just COVID, but COVID and the markets. And those were two distinct different uh, or had two distinct different impacts on our businesses. And they actually created uh, or made us be able to see opportunities that we hadn't really seen out there, weren't prepared for. But that's what's really great about this business is you have the ability to look at a at ever-changing environment and, and scenery and see how can you help others and how can you how can you help yourself? You know, what can you do given the fact that things have changed to make more positive steps? And I, I think that the market changes were one of the big ones for us, that it, it allowed us to look at things uh, with our prospects um, on a more time-sensitive basis. And, you know, COVID itself did something, you and I spoke about this a, a bit earlier, that uh, I, I had never really thought of. And, and that is that it allowed us to have meetings virtually with our prospects and, and uh, almost the drop of a hat, where we used to have to have those scheduled weeks out and coordinate all kinds of people's calendars to do it. And now if you have a good relationship with someone, it's not at all uncommon to end up on a Zoom or Teams call with them within 15 or 20 minutes, just so you can answer some questions that keep the project moving forward. And that really was a, a almost a life-changing type realization for us to see that we could move these projects forward in spite of all that was going on around the world and in, in, in our business, that this was not a detriment. It was something that we could take and make it a positive out of. So your, your cadence and meeting flow totally changed. So Absolutely. before you had to coordinate travel, get everybody together, it's going to be weeks to do that. And of course, you can't make any forward progress unless you're physically together. Absolutely. And then you throw into that what, what I was saying, that the, you know, the market dynamics, you had an opportunity to take advantage of the down markets. Um, because you know anyone that uh, is, a, is studies this at all knew that that was temporary over some extended period of time. We didn't know that it was going to be such a compressed period of time, but you knew that the markets were going to come back, and so that gave us the ability to say, well, if we act now, here's X, Y, and Z that are going; those things are going to escape us. It's not going to be a a, a bad decision later, but it's going to be a fantastic decision now, and so we can take advantage of the accelerated meeting opportunities and just keep this project going rather than letting this opportunity escape us, which would have happened had we been on a more traditional trajectory. Has the receptivity of your prospective clients fundamentally changed now? So we know that after the market plummeted in March and there was all of that uncertainty, that was an immediate opportunity. 
But now a full year later with the markets where they are, what's the play today? Are people just open now because of tax law changes? Well, I, I think that that's, you know, certainly in our business, you know, we have, our, our business is tax driven um, and, and it's more tax driven from, a, from an outside perspective than you might think. Uh, uh, people generally begin with thinking that, well, Brian, you sell Coley and that's a tax sensitive uh, product. But the real issue is that 401k savings opportunities, you know, 401ks are what, um, what are underpinned virtually everyone's retirement plans today. And many people just can't save enough in 401k plans and they have to turn to a non-qualified alternative to make up that shortfall. And if you look at the, uh, the mo most likely outcome on taxation with the, you know, the change in the administration, it's going to make tax favored savings that much more attractive. So yeah. we, we definitely, definitely see more reception, more need for what we're doing. And the fact that we then sell a tax advantage product behind that to stand behind those, um, those employer promises, that's just in a lot of ways tangential. It certainly is from the client's perspective, but it is all um, very, uh, very sensitive to the change in the administration and the perceived, uh, you know, what's going to happen to taxation at the higher end. And, and also on, on corporate taxation, the competition for uh, investments in uh, life insurance versus in other taxable investments, it's, it's going to become that much more attractive. Can you map out the profile of your ideal prospect and a little bit about what your process works like? I know that so much of your work is done jointly with advisors all over the country. Yeah, oh, I, I'd love to, Jim. I mean, and you know, that's, it's, it's a really interesting question because you, you think about what we're really in is a relationship business. I'm in a technical business, but the advisor, uh, the, the advisors at, home, at, at large, they're in a, in a relationship business. And that's what we want to do is have joint work with people that have really good relationships. And how they have those is really interesting. So if, if for an advisor that's in their late 40s or older, it's very likely that it could be someone they went to college with uh, who's now in a leadership position at a very large company. And even yeah. ideally, it's someone that just moved into that position from a different company because then that individual, it knows that they have an opportunity to make their mark at, the new, at their new job. And they also are more attuned to things that are different from the way they were at their last job. And so if you can uh, reach out to those types of contacts that you have, you probably stay in touch with them all the time, but you don't think of it in this context. Uh, you know, you, you're, you're, you just changed jobs. You just, you know, you just moved down to Virginia or wherever. You know, what, what's that new company like? What, you know, what, what are, you know what, what are some things that are different between what you had before and where you are now? That's the type of conversation that can really lead to a good entree of us working jointly with that person that has that type of relationship. Now, I started that saying, you know, if you're in your 40s, late 40s or 50s, if you're younger, it could be very similar, but it might just be a family friend. Yeah. It might be someone that you didn't go to school with, but you know from, from your childhood, whatever, that who was in that same position I was describing. Or completely differently, it could be someone that you, you're in a, in, in a different, um, you, you have a social relationship with them either through maybe church or maybe through coaching your children's soccer team together, or maybe it's through the golf course. 
right? That you, you play golf together on the weekends and they're going through that same change I was talking about. Now that change in careers, that's absolutely not essential, but it does sort of highlight their sensitivity to the discussion because they're in a new position. They're looking for ways to, uh, to make a difference where they are. And we bring expertise to them that will help solve a problem for them. And it will also help make them look good. And so yeah. it, it, tie, it tees those, those or ties those things all together and makes that, in my mind, a really perfect relationship opportunity. It's the power of that transitional moment that may tend to make them receptive. Now, do you have any headline sound bites that you tend to deliver that'll get an executive to be interested? Like if you had to an executive say, well, I don't know, what's this all about? Why would I be interested? Do you have two or three sound bites that you've developed? There's different ways to answer that depending on what it is that is, you know, I, I like to think about, you know, what are their pain points? You know, which hat are they wearing? Are they, are they thinking about themselves personally or are they thinking about their company? You know, what, why are we having this discussion? And it may, mm -hmm. it may come up that they already have plans like these and they're not being managed properly and they're, they've just been exposed to, to this wild volatility in the markets and they, they, they have liabilities that aren't being matched with assets. And what could, what could we do? And we, can, and we can say, well, we can take that, 90, that, that volatility down by 95% if we manage it 40 I mean, that is very powerful. It, it could also be them with their, their personal hat on, getting ready to retire five years out, and they want to make sure that they've got everything planned properly. And say, you know, if, if we have the opportunity to work with you to make sure that your plans allow you to do what you want to do, you're going to be able to have a much more successful, successful retirement than you ever dreamed possible. But you have to, you have to have had that conversation with them, you know, knowing a little bit ahead of time, right? You can't just go in cold to have that type of discussion. But those are the things, you know, that that you can have a a true impact either on them personally or on their business with what you have the ability to to deliver. And it's and and it's going to be really eye popping that you can double your retirement income. You can reduce the impact on earnings by by orders of magnitudes, things, things of that nature. And then it's more of a, wow, you're going to have to prove that to me. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's where you'd really like to be. You'd like to be in the, in the, you know, the, the, the show me position where of course we're not making any of this stuff up. We'd be fools to do so, but it gives us the opportunity to shine and say, and here's, here's the proof. Just believe that everything I'm telling you is true. Would that interest you if it is? Because if it doesn't, then we're all going to be wasting our time going through hours and hours of analysis. Yeah. Let, right? Let, let's let's get to the conclusion first and, and, and see would this make sense for you if it's true. And to your earlier point, you could do that in 15 or 20 minutes on a Zoom or a Teams call today, whereas that probably wasn't going to happen before. A, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. If we have an advisor that's listening to this and they think, I think I have a candidate. I don't want to waste Brian's time. Like, what guidance would you give that person as to how to figure it out? Would you tell them, give you a call? What would the suggestion be? I, I would think that the first thing to do would be to go to your 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 branch or regional manager and talk to yeah. them just about you know to make sure that you that you understand what the what the relationship needs to be and what the what type what the prospect needs to be and. 
you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of people that um, may, may think that they've got a good connection, but it's with the wrong company. And, yeah. and, I, and, and that's not very hard to identify. And you just have to know, and that's where your, um, that's where the branch or, or regional advisors can, uh, or managers can come into play. And, and a, a good example would be, you know, the CEO of a tech startup. I mean, he may be your college roommate, and he may have a very wonderful lead position, but if it's a startup company, it's it's not going to have cash available. It's going to, you know, it's just not going. It's not going yeah. to be a good candidate today. And there's similar analogies that you can identify right up front, where you figure out, you know, what is this relationship? Is it high enough up to make a difference? We have an expression that I learned years ago that I just make me smile every time I think about it. Is that you know you can't push a string. And the person that you're talking to has to be in a position that they can pull a string, but they're not below and they can't, you, you can't push one up. It won't make a difference. So they have to be in, in the position of being able to pull strings. I'm, I'm gonna shift gears entirely. Today is March 2nd, 2021. So we're 50 weeks into the global pandemic. I wonder, over the last year, if there are adjustments that you've made either personally or professionally that have proven to be huge improvements that you're going to maintain in the days and years ahead? Well, the, on, on the personal front, I, uh, it, it, it's funny the way time works out. For whatever reason, I decided to, uh, fin do a, to, to finish my basement, part of my basement with a, a really nice uh, exercise area. And it got all completed on March 8th of last year. And so I had this really nice area that's like just one floor below my bed that I can go to early in the morning now. And it gives me some motivation to do that. And I was, I was clever enough or luckily, lucky enough to put in a couple of different uh, pieces of equipment. So it's not completely boring. I've got different types of bikes down and different treadmill. And so I, I, make, I, I avail of myself of that at least five days a week, which I'd always been active, but I'd never really had it all together and have it in a room that I really, really like. And so that, I mean, that, that's been great. And I don't think I'm going to lose um, my motivation to do that. Um, from, from the business perspective, it, it's been really interesting because, you know, running the business is, it, it's been a little bit harder with the personnel side of it because you don't have the ability to help develop some of your employees. And that's, at the same time, you want to give them the freedom to work as comfortably as they can. So like with the longer term employees, it's, it's, it's really simple to have this remote working environment. For the yeah. shorter term ones, it's a very different challenge that we're facing. And that's going to be something that's going to be truly ongoing, trying to figure out how to balance those going forward to have the people as we're trying to bring them along and train them and move them into a more senior positions. I think you need to have the, the time in the office, the face-to-face -face time. And the others, you don't necessarily need to do that at all. And then that, that all goes to all kinds of things, not the least of which is real estate and all of that. And unfortunately, sure. we're one of those that just took on a brand new office space with all kinds of room to grow, have a nine and a half years to go on a 10-year lease right now. So um, we're, we're enjoying that, but... <laughs> yeah. Well, here's to a successful vaccine or a series of them. 
and then an upward trajectory. But congratulations again, Brian. Appreciate you sharing what worked so well last year and also giving some guidance on how maybe we can harvest some new opportunities across the country. Thank you. Thanks so much. My pleasure.